You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, World Wide Web? It is Brandon. And it's Adam. And Jeff. And we are filmmakers. And we're drinking bourbon. You got that right. Cheers. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Mm. Nothing like sipping on the last of the uh, bullet. Yeah. Some of Kentucky's finest. Is it? Is it Kentucky? Yeah, man. Bullets, Kentucky. Sure, of course. Sure. Yeah, All right, obviously. So wonderful. We got an exciting, exciting show here. I hope you've enjoyed the past couple of shows. I know I was gone. I was on vacation out in the desert, uh, hanging out in Sedona, Phoenix. You guys ever been out there? Yeah, I've been out there. Worked out there. Yeah, yeah. worked out a couple of times. What about yeah. you, Adam? Tucson, head to yeah. you know, Phoenix. Right. Yeah, not not Sedona okay. though. So good things. Well, I know the the past couple of shows have been great. Alex had uh, some awesome guests, uh, Focus Puller AC, and he, I think he had uh, most recently Josh Emerson, a kind of a one man band, aspiring mm-hmm. DP on. Um, but today's special. Yes. And I'm super excited. Adam, I want to... I have hijacked the show. Exactly. Adam's yes. totally hijacked the show. Adam, talk a little bit about what people can expect today. All right. So first off, in the studio with us, we've got Absolutely. Jeff Maxwell, right? Legend. Yes. The the go-to field, anything audio recorded guy. This So yeah, so we've got Jeff Maxwell. Um, field, field Jeff. Field, we go field to, we're Jeff. going Field Jeff. Yes, because the confusion here comes, <laughs> we're also going to dial up Jeff from Isotope. Oh, uh, two Jeffs. Yes. It's a double Jeff show. It's a double Jeff audio takeover. Jeff Square. Uh, and I think yeah. their names are both spelled G-E-O-F-F. Is that correct? It's, that is correct, yeah. And that's yeah. not Joff. Right. Could be G-Max. G-Max. Ooh. 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 G-Max. Like All right. G-Max. Let's go G-Max. Done. G-Max, G-Max and G-Max Jeff. G-Max over Field Jeff. All right. So, so, yeah. So, we've got Isotope and we've got Jeff Maxwell on today, Wow. Which is, is awesome. So, so, we're covering capturing the audio yeah. through fixing stuff up. Though, I have nice. to say, I've gotten to work uh, uh, quite a bit on Jeff Maxwell's audio and I don't have to use much isotope yeah. on that stuff when it does come down. I mean, when so, you're dealing with a tried and true legend, good and, to hear. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah, it's <laughs> and there's and I have some stories where you have things that I've said to people that that was pretty awesome about. Well, that's about great re- receiving your stuff. Well, later in the show, Jeff, so, we're going to dive into your world. We want to we want to hear all about your experience and those sort of things. But on the front end of the show, we're going to go ahead and and dial in our friends over at Isotope. Yes. So is, is that cool with you guys? Awesome. All right, cool. So. uh uh, Bart, I'm gonna if you could dial up that uh, magic phone machine there in Studio A, that'd be great. Hey, you there, Jeff? I am here. <laughs> I didn't know. Sometimes the phone here in A doesn't work too. I well. thought it petered out at the end. Yeah, I we it didn't have it. as yeah, much uh, steam as I thought it was yeah. gonna have. So uh, coming through loud and clear, we're good. Oh yeah, that's that's. That's good codec. Nice. So, so Jeff, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right. So I am uh, the superior Jeff. No, I'm Jeff Manchester. <laughs> I work for Isotope. I'm a product specialist. It's kind of funny because it's a Cambridge-based company, Cambridge Mass, but I'm based out of Toronto, which is where Drake is from. I'm required by city bylaw <laughs> to say that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, five. I'm in the Great White North, six. and they are not – yeah, the six. Although it's a nine now because he turned the city upside down. That's right. <laughs> um, 
for those who don't know. Uh, I'm getting a lot of money by talking about Drake right now. <laughs> it's, it's uh, no, but I'm a, I'm a product specialist with Isotope, so it's my job to teach people how to use our products, to know a lot about them, and to go around the world basically spreading the, the good word. I also do video tutorials on our website. Um, I have to find uh, content that shows off our gear and shows off um, what it can do. And, yeah, that's sort of a nutshell elevator pitch of... Uh, the product specialist role. So well, you have to find lousy tracks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a real, it's a real treat to go up to artists and people and say, "Hey, can you send me a track full of mistakes so that send, we can fix it?" And like, send me your worst. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, I, I will claim it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a grunt working filmmaker, and and sometimes we just don't have big budgets, so I sometimes have bad audio. I, I'm, a, I'm not afraid to admit it. And Adam, oh, yeah. I bring it to you, and somehow you dig into this magic bag of tricks. So yeah. I assume isotopes in that magic bag oh yeah yeah so, definitely so what kind of stuff that you know as an engineer you've you've loved over the years that you've been like man this stuff is great so getting to be the the stuff that's that's been a game changer for me on this there's a couple there's a couple automation functions that changed my complete workflow leveler and different different gain stage things sure. that i can say fix this up set the gain and and it, it gets me really dang close on the first pass just to like it it saves me like two passes of automation in the post-production world the other piece is not having to only use EQ. Oh, geez, there's so many. Because then you're thinking like the ADR world. It went, it was like, you know, to be able to do EQ match, to match ADR, yeah. to fix any. Oh, that's stupid. I was, I'm going to be using that on a record yeah. today. Um, but the biggest, the biggest ones are the wind noise, right? Okay. And, and the, and the denoiser. Gotcha. Right. On any sort, it's, it's almost on anything I do. Right. The, the vocal denoiser is lowering the background a little, especially commercial world. Gotcha. Right? Where it's not long hunks of dialogue and you're yeah. not, yeah, it's in the commercial world all day, every day. Okay. And you mentioned wind noise, right? Yes. Now, G Max, you deal with wind noise out in the field. And do you even, you were joking earlier in the show, do you even worry about it anymore now that you got these sort of technologies or talk about, you know, from your perspective, you know, what that means knowing. You kind of have this safety net nowadays that maybe you didn't have back then. Did you have that stuff back then, or you had to get it right? I worry about everything, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just assume that that every sound is going to be impossible to fix. I mean, that's kind of the way I go at it. And uh, you know, I, I'm really not connected to the post world um, in, in terms of uh, you know, I've, I've done. When I first started, I did a lot of transfer work of tracks, but in terms of uh, post-production sound, I had a little studio um, back in the mid-'80s uh, when everything was on, still on tape. But as far as digital um, fixes for tracks, I really don't know that much about it, and I really – I'm glad I don't. Because, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad as well. <laughs> so you, you, live, you live and die by the motto of, there might not be anything to help me on this, so I better get it right. Yeah, and, you know, I mean – I'm not ignorant. I mean, I know that there's you know, got enough money, you can fix anything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. But um, you know, and the other aspect is, is that I mean, I think that there's that organic beats digital. You know, all yeah. the time, whether it's you know lighting or you know film or cameras or you know, the more organic you can keep stuff, the better it's going to sound, and and the more yeah. people are going to relate to it. You know, yeah. and nothing against Isotope. I know it's it's a killer program oh, yeah. Yeah. and and i've heard some of the things that it can do and, and it's great to have it but yeah, my yeah. goal is always to try to keep things as you know natural as we can yeah when you can great. tell you can tell and I, I have to say like personally like there was there was a time 
There was there was a video house nearby that I would continually get that I'd continually get stuff from. Yep. And the audio was always tough. It was, it was probably always, Leapframe. It was always tough. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you at least company. tell me. You're like, hey man, <laughs> I was on top of a roof with a you know a boom on my camera. It was really windy. Good luck. Yeah. You know. But but I'd continually get this stuff from them and and it'd be tough to deal with. So doing lots of post work, lots of different stuff. Now one day I get this spot and I'm like, whoa, this sounds good. So I sent a note straight away to their to the to the president. I'm like, hey, this sounds really, really good. I you know, not sure what you changed, but but really wonderful audio. And he goes, Oh, we hired Jeff Maxwell. I'm like <laughs> So like in the past I keep getting all this stuff and it wasn't that and then the one time I'm like, hey finally your in house guy is has stepped up and I'm like, no, nah, we hired out for that. Like, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Sorry to well, dig your you in house guy. Jeff Manchester. So so you've got this world where you used to not be able to do this stuff. How did you guys get into the game of oh oops, something we need to fix this? And then how you know how have you built how have you guys built on that and you know, Adam mentioned a couple of the programs. Talk about, you know, maybe your, uh, I guess, your key suite of, of what really you guys stand on. And then let's move into more of kind of what's coming up. I think you guys got some RX plug-in thing or, that's going on or something new. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you guys become the experts in this sort of specialization of, you know, cleanup and precision, that sort of thing? It's a funny question. I mean, I've, I'm pretty new to the company, so I'm not sure I could give – the best sort of etymology of RX and where it came from, but we're on six now. So we've been working on this thing for a really long time. How we established ourselves as, you know, leaders in post-production with respect to audio restoration or anything like that. I don't know. I, I, I guess this would be the cheesy answer is that like, just by continuing to build on what was already working for RX and actually listening to people and use cases and going, okay, that's going to be in the next version. And we got to do this mm-hmm. in the next version. Um, we have some really smart people working for us. Uh, Alexi Lukin is, uh, for example, he's sort of the chief guy behind RX. He's, uh, used to be a teacher in Russia. He came over and he's been with the the product since before RX one. And, you know, so we've got the same guy who Hmm. was there from the beginning that's still nurturing and fostering, um, relationships with the people in the field on the front lines, like you guys and like Jeff. Going, what do we need? What do we need going yeah. forward? What sort of modules? Yeah. So for those, um, for are those, going to build in those listeners who might not be familiar, explain to, what is the RX suite? What what does it sure. actually do? What is it capable of? How can it help the the common filmmaker? No. So think of RX as basically we can't we have to be careful with our language, but think of it as a, a photo editor for music. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you have problems, you can visualize them. And not just a waveform, you can see a whole sort of spectrogram. You can see frequencies and amplitudes, everything right in front of you, and basically paint away any problems that you encounter, whether it's a noisy truck or birds or, you know, sibilance or a cell phone going off in the middle of a performance, something like that. You can see it and just quickly remove it. So it's sort of like a a 3D perspective um, on audio. And normally we think of audio as something that we listen to. Well, now we can sort of visualize it really detailed uh, in a a rich sort of... um, uh, sort of uh, canvas, which is RX. And that's what people know RX by. People have, who've heard of RX are probably thinking about uh, the stuff you guys were talking about earlier, like uh, getting rid of, um, you know, voice uh, noise or plosives or just basic denoising. Sure. That's sort of what people associate with RX. Now, is this something people can use in, 
you know, iMovie or can they use it on Final Cut Premiere? Is it, you know, does it work on all major platforms or do I have to have some fancy Avid version? Talk talk a little bit about that and, uh, you know, if it's, if it's uh, user-friendly. Yeah, well, we do have a lot of, um, we do have some, some great sort of teamwork happening with the NLEs out there. Uh, but Pro, uh, Pro Tools is probably, you know, that's the best relationship we have. We have a thing called RX Connect, which, le- which lets you shuttle audio that is in your Pro Tools session out, do some processing offline, and then we can shuttle it right back in round trip style back into Pro Tools. But um, it's it's more of a sound sort of thing, although it does work well with, I, I believe, uh, Blackmagic's uh, stuff. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other, the other guys. Uh, Final Cut iMovie, uh, I think we you, you can sort of shuttle things offline and then reintroduce them in, whereas with Pro, Tool, whereas with Pro Tools, with Connect, you can sort of get a very sort of quick round-trip uh, workflow going. So we say that Pro Tools, it works sort of the best in, but it works definitely with all the other guys, not just DAWs, but NLEs as well. Yeah. Okay, great. And it's, and it's got a standalone thing too, so you can just open up the RX standalone program. And do whatever That's correct. You work can just you need bring to audio in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do the work you have to do. So and is it, and then it. from somebody who's not, you know, hands on, and I mean, me and Jeff Max over here, we'd probably look at it and not know what to do with it. But is it is it user friendly from an engineering point of view? Adam, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Or, well, know. I mean, or yeah. if you have complaints, this is the time to share them. <laughs> it keeps this asking it me to update RX <laughs> three and four, and I don't have those. We need to figure this out. Um, no, the, the yeah, because what it does, so what he's talking about, the spectrogram, you can go in and essentially edit fo- like Photoshop. You can see a siren going through your audio file and just attenuate only that siren without affecting other frequency, frequencies around it. So you can maintain the voice, you can maintain the clarity there and get the siren out if, you know, if that's the only take that we've got and that's the only way we're going to do sure. this, we need to clean this up that way. Um, so, yeah, that, and that's more kind of that spectral work is is... Um, as I, and, it, and you can get so even deeper than that, but that's that kind of complicated audio geek side of it. Yeah. But all the different modules in there is, or, you know, is the same way you would deal with filters in, in motion. So you would, gotcha. you would go in and say, leveler, oh, I want my vocal about this, you know, level RMS, you know, maintain the responsiveness of the dynamics here. And you can just have some sliders and go, let me hear what that sounds like and process it like you'd render video and check out what it does. And then it's non-destructive. So you can always walk back in time Undo, and go, yeah. nah, let's sure. check this. Or, okay. yeah, yeah, so... And just to to add to that, like, every one of the modules has a set of presets that it comes with. So mm-hmm. you can open up Deplosive, for example. Choose a preset, for example, you know, you don't really know, you know what plosives are, you're not really sure what they sound like, whatever, just go, oh, presets, light removal, maintain low energy. Yeah, that sounds like the one. Click that and then press preview, like you're not committing it. You'll hear if it does the job and if it doesn't, tweak some sliders yeah, tweak around, but more. the presets are always a great sort of starting point sure. for people who have a sort of pedestrian understanding of RX and are getting it for the first time. Now, I, I've got, I'm going to maybe forge new ground today with the two Jeffs. Um, Jeff, if this product had a front-end application, so you're on set, live on set, and you could pull up a screen and visualize what you were hearing, much like a director of photography pulls up a histogram or whatnot, would that be useful for you? No. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got ears, man. <laughs> I'll I tell you why. I mean, just because, yeah. you know, especially in long form, you don't know how things are going to match up. You know, like you might shoot one side of a scene one day, 
another side of a scene, you know, yeah. three days later. So they don't like it when we do any EQ. In fact, even yeah. even gain shifts are, are not good, you know. Um, so that that really, I mean, if you were doing, uh, you know, maybe commercial work and, um, you know, you could you could have a magic bullet, you know, it, yeah. it might make a lot of people happy on set. You know, you can say, well, I can fix that. Um, I bought a... Um, a digital Shep's mic that has a DSP uh, in it. Gotcha. And um, uh, and it was kind of a magic bullet for those kind of applications, you know, where, you know, you know that they're not going to have, they don't have money for post or, or, uh, or if it was so bad that you couldn't even really pick it out, you know, you know, some of the audio, you know, like in sports events or whatever. Uh, And it was a, it was a nice tool for that, you know? So in that case, yeah. But in general, I mean, Adam, you can say, I mean, would you rather have somebody in the field messing with uh, EQ and tracks and and DSP? No. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so Jeff Manchester, I assume that's why you guys probably have focused on the post side. Yeah. I mean, we are focused on the post side. Uh, We don't have anything that gets rid of things sort of in real time. Uh, There are other companies out there that do that, but we're really mostly focused on, you know, once we've captured everything, the dailies have come back. We're looking at them. You know, and the sound editor wants to go. Actually, you know what? I was on set that day and I heard something crazy. Let me just go in and fix that. You know, the yeah. sound editor was on it's, set. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but well, just to to Jeff's point, yeah. I just want to add. Like sometimes, you know, people go light with our tools. And for example, in the movie The Wrestler, which I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. I mean, oh, that, yeah. That movie, that movie does not have a lot of noise reduction, especially on the vocals or anything. And that sort of lack of intense noise reduction really adds to the aesthetic and the sort of vibe of that film. And it's kind of nice that everything isn't very finely, t- like sort of, uh, what do I want to say here, salamied up and 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 sort of fixed. And it has a sort of gritty feel. Oh, to yeah. It. So yeah. Aaron you know, sometimes a lack mastered. of noise reduction and all that stuff, a lack of post on the audio side, will help to sort of give the film its aesthetic. Yeah. You're not you're not helping the uh, the the biz dev side of this here, <laughs> here Jeff. But so, but no, I totally totally get it. The you know sometimes raw. So what are you is. guys, uh, Manchester? What are you guys? What are you guys working on right now? Is this is this kind of you know you're pushing the mainline product, or you guys got some fun stuff in the in the works? You got any any teases you can drop on the show of anything? <sighs> I mean, we worked so hard on RX. I mean, the people involved. I mean, I'm just one guy that comes on and does the the media side of it. But we worked really hard to make sure that people really felt the difference between five and six. Obviously, five is awesome. Four is awesome. Three is awesome. But it it gets tricky to convince people to upgrade, you know, Yeah. Um, because these products, you know, they're an investment of time and, and money and all the rest of it. So we've worked really hard on, I guess, the three filmmaker tools that I think are really attracted to filmmakers or post guys would be uh, the D Russell module, the D wind module and the dialogue isolate module. Those yeah. three are totally brand new to RX. And two of those modules are informed by machine learning, which is like a first, you know, for, mm-hmm. uh, for RX anyway, although there was some machine learning stuff in the modules before, but those are really sort of breaking new ground. And we've heard from people, wind is a problem and microphone rustling on a lavalier microphone is a problem too. So now we have tools to address those problems. So I think that's, you know, if we're working on anything, we're definitely doing stuff behind the scenes, but I, I, I'm blown away by what those modules can do. Yeah, they're really, I got to say, um, the jump from five to six it was was very apparent, right? The, cool. as, for those for those being one, and also to the way that the, that the interface was approached, too. It was more accessible as like the end game. It wasn't like, you know, they, they, they put it more in our speak of this is what I'm going to solve by clicking this. 
You got to explain to me yeah. how de-rustler works. I, I, I mean, I need to know you're taking too. a piece of cloth and you're dragging it across the face of a mic. How are you going to fix that? It's, I mean, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's surprising, Jeff. There are times. Well, let's time, let, let's, let, let, let's yeah. let Manchester weigh in here. You, you know, got? what kind of developer chops do you got to explain that? Uh oh. Well, basically, <laughs> we, fed, <laughs> we fed an algorithm a number of things. We fed them just examples of clean dialogue, and then nothing but. All kinds of rustling, and I'm talking low-frequency thuds, right, to high-frequency brushing, which can happen. It could be facial hair. It could be clothing. So we fed this, basically this neural network, a whole bunch of examples of those two things in isolation. So it knows to look for them pixel by pixel in the spectrogram when you put the module over a piece of audio that's affected with any sort of rustling noises. Um, It's one of those things that needs to be sort of seen and heard to be believed, and I would suggest you guys go to – well, if you want to hear more of my voice, go to the (laughs) tutorials on the RX webpage to see it in action. Yeah, okay. I definitely will. It's Yeah, it's definitely – It's all about the pixel magic. (laughs) All right, Maxwell? You got to take it to the max. Um, Well, that's really cool to hear. And, and, you know, is there anything you guys – what are some of the your uh, your your listeners, your fans, your your people who are buying this product? You know, you know they've said a lot of stuff that got us to RX six. Can you tease the stuff that people are demanding that's look, making you guys look into the future, or are we just need to be happy with what we got? Well, people have been asking us uh, for multi-channel support, so five point oh, one or seven point one mix amazing. support for RX, and I'll just say that we're definitely listening to that, and it's a conversation that we're having. Okay. Um, but as far as any other stuff goes, I mean, these are state secrets, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-channel would pocket. definitely be nice. I mean, from a music side of things to if you're recording a decatree in a classical hall and you need to just get a little HVAC out of that because it's inherent in the building and it's not going to show up as good yeah. as another space. Well, God, I would actually jump in there and say that if you haven't heard of Composite View, it might solve that problem. So when I say multi-channel Ooh. support, we're thinking of 5.1 and all that, but Composite View is great for multi-mic setup. So you have a decatree, you have a bunch of instruments that are close mic'd, it's an orchestra, and someone's phone goes off or someone passes wind or something a little bit more elegant <laughs> like you know, HVAC noise. We can now take that multi-mic setup, throw it into RX, and have it sort of tab by tab by tab, like on a web yeah. browser. We can actually collapse all of those mics into one nested, quote-unquote, composite view and just get rid of you know the phone going off or whatever it is and then uncollapse them and listen to each mic in context without that disturbance. Ah. So we can actually get one like nice composite edit. view on there. Yeah, yeah, group, yeah. group deal. So that's right brand on. new to RX-6 composite. Well, look all at, right. Apparently RX-6. I did not dive deep well, enough you did into not. this That's RX-6. okay. I look forward so to this. Any, anything else in RX-6 that's brand new that, you know, give, give us the bullet points because, um, you know, th- this is the hot new thing. Sure. So... People are familiar with our denoiser stuff, so we've actually partitioned uh, the denoising. We have now a voice denoise, which is dedicated. Its algorithms are dedicated just to sort of voice issues, and we have uh, spectral denoise, which people will be familiar with. We have a new mouth declick module, which gets rid of mouth clicks and lip smacks and all that just uh, you know nightmare fuel stuff that people hear. <laughs> the amount of time I used to spend drawing <laughs> out all the little clicks in a VO. Oh. What we have uh, <laughs> breath control, which is uh, brand new breath control we had sort of hidden in the leveler module, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's great. It's great for Lamaze class recordings. Um, <laughs> it's a really quiet room. <laughs> 
you can actually, you know, have it identify all the breaths in a, in a five minute voiceover. And you can so, sort of say, I want them to go down by 60 dBs. It identifies them and gets rid of them all in one click. Does so it, can it get rid, can it identify Darth Vader's <sighs> breath? <laughs> That's a real, that would be a really good challenge to see if it can pick up that. Oh, we're, we're having this is maybe there's just needs to be like a, a D Darth button where like every <laughs> now and again button, you just want to get I rid think, of Darth. You, you know just... you know what what kills me is every everything that that Jeff says like oh it does this and that and I'm just like clicking things off of ways I can get paid. I'm like I'm not gonna have a job here real soon because well the thi- this the, is the, get the tricky thing with you guys is. Is it like you guys don't have time anymore? No, but just yeah. go down, and you don't have time, so you have to be able to fix these problems very quickly. So you know, yeah, there's some pretty. Inc- Hopefully, these modules can help you get there. Yeah, there's some. That, yeah, honestly, that, that was the, awesome. the first. The first reason we we got RX is I looked at the budget, the time allotment I had to get a job done, and the budget, and went, I'm going to save two days if I spend the money on this right now. Yeah, and, and what I would say yeah. too to to you know filmmakers, you know, on a budget. You know, guys that are that are doing it is that you you're it's so much easier to sell a product that has good audio than to sell a product oh, yeah. that has bad oh, audio. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if you know, it might seem like a lot of money up front, you know, yeah. to purchase this software, but you know, if if it's the difference between you selling something and not selling something, or yeah. something that you have getting legs that doesn't have legs, I mean, it's definitely definitely worth the the investment. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard the magic that these things can do, and um, you know, and, and a lot of times you don't have time. You know, yeah, you're working you're, a job. Yeah, or if you're working on a, a small budget or a, or a you know, yeah. sort of a grill of filmmaking crew, like, you might be the DP, the director, and the sound guy. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So and I always yeah. say, I mean, you can shake a camera around and roll it out of focus and call it art, but bad sound is bad sound. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you've got to fix it, you know, for, for, for the audience to really get into your project. Yeah, yeah. Well, Just to add, add to Jeff's point, the, the other metaphor is, uh, you know, Think a, a big outdoor show. You know, you get rid of the lights, no one cares. Kill the PA, people go home. So exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. This has been a lot of fun to hear about about this and uh, all the stuff it can do. And obviously, you know, we, we're familiar with the name, and it's always good to have our friends and heroes on the show. Um, but you, you're going to become a true hero today because you guys have, have said you're going to give away RX six. Is that right? I believe I believe we have said that. Yeah, that was uh, Lexi, our PR manager. I, 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 <laughs> turning back. So a, a, a standard license of Isotope RX six. Yeah. So like, how do how do how do our folks? Well, I mean, this it? is this is no it? this is no cheap deal. This is a you know three forty four hundred dollar you know type of plug. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a this is a thing you need to have a code for to down. You know oh what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. Don't be trying to steal yeah. this. Oh, this yeah. is serious oh, stuff. There's no. And uh, so, yeah, so if you want to get in on this, a couple things you need to do. Uh, we do our giveaways using Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So all you got to do to enter is uh, you just want to tweet, share, whatever you need to do on social media. Use the hashtag FDB giveaway. That's hashtag FDB giveaway. And then you want to tag at FDB podcast and at Isotope INC. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E-I-N-C. If you do that, we'll get you entered to win, and then uh, we'll give you uh, we'll draw the the random winner. Will be announced on Friday, July fourteenth. The deadline to enter uh, ends at July twelfth, and uh, we'll get you in there. And hopefully, um, you know, you guys can pick up this awesome tool. And uh, you know, whenever you can't hire Jeff Maxwell, you can. 
hire <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Jeff Isotope. So they both go hand in hand. That's the thing. So that yeah. is the the thing. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but Jeff uh, Manchester, man, we really appreciate you calling in and, and giving us some of your time, and um, you know, it means a lot to us. Well, you're you're most welcome, and um, I guess if I could just add one more thing, yeah, man, I, I, people really owe it to themselves, especially if they're working out there getting location sound. Um, people always ask, like, what would your tip be? You know, your killer tip for RX or whatever. And the the, the secret is get it right at the source. So people yeah. have a lot to learn from people like Jeff Maxwell. Um, and others, uh, obviously our software is there when something goes wrong and it can fix and sweeten things and all the rest of it. But I mean, like you guys said, sound, especially great sound in a film or any medium, I mean, that's currency that'll really sell the film for sure. So try and get it right at the source. And if you can't, yeah, we're here. <laughs> appreciate your work. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. And we'll, uh, we'll be in touch and, uh, glad to have you guys back on the show sometime later. Absolutely. I'll come on anytime. And by the way, I'm drinking Woodford Reserve Kentucky Street. Nice. 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 That's a, that is, dude, that's that a is, classic pour right there. always in the cabinet. Yeah. That's yeah. a, yeah, you don't need a plug-in for that. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, take care and cheers. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Bye, right. Jeff. Cheers, man. All right. Yeah, let's drink to that. That was hey. great. That was a great call-in. Yeah, 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 nice. Good. Yeah, all right, so yeah, feel free to enter and, and get in on that. You can always follow us here at Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon at FTB Podcast on all the social media channels. So, we know what happens when audio goes wrong. Yeah. You you lean back on Isotope. <laughs> um, but before that, he said, and this is a great oh, segue, yeah. he said, get it right at the source. And my friend Maxwell... That's G- what you G-Max. do, G Max. That's what G-Max. that's what you've done for years. So yeah. let's get to know you a little better now that um, now that you know we, we've already you've already been chiming in and, and we've gotten to hear your personality a little bit. Who are you? How long have you been in the industry? Talk a little bit about. Give us a setup. Uh, let's see. I started in the music world. Um, I was a musician uh, for about uh, fifteen years. Let me guess, bass man. Exactly. Yeah, oh! he's got that bass man look, doesn't see? he? Nice. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, I had a, a friend here in Cincinnati, or he actually was a musician uh, who was a photographer, Mike Caporell. Yeah. And um, he, uh, w- we did a couple of shows together uh, where he played drums and uh, I played bass. And um, uh, and then he was a, an aspiring photographer. He moved here from Chicago, and he was sort of segueing into film. And film was all I was always interested in it, but I had absolutely no idea how to, how to you know get involved in it. And I was you know totally immersed in. I was living in Colorado, uh, playing music out there, and um, so uh, I just kind of knocked on his door one day. I got just kind of disenchanted with the whole music business. You know how that goes. Sure, you yeah. know uh, everything but money. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then uh, he uh, very graciously sort of just took me on and. Um, uh, and at the time, he was he sort of needed a, a producer, sort of to somebody to sort of you know fix things and get projects together and stuff like that. And so I, I just got involved in that capacity. And then he started um, uh, shooting commercials, and uh, we went out to LA together and did some stuff. And at the time in Cincinnati, there was really nobody doing sound. Um, uh, I think um, uh, they were bringing in a guy from Indianapolis and guys from Pittsburgh at the time, and um, uh, it was also uh, the, the technology at that time was, was going into time code, uh, the Nagras. I started on yeah. Nagra, of course. And um, so they just introduced the time code Nagra. So 
I I reached out to uh, Nagra and and told him that you know I'd like to get involved in the technology and uh, one thing led to another and I ended up being the sort of the Nagra rep in this area. So that gave me a, a leg up on um, the equipment side of things and the technology side of things. And it was a really hard push at that time to get film people to accept time code. You know, having numbers flashing on a slate was a big <laughs> deal. And uh, so, but it was a good, it was good for me because it kind of made me the, the, the expert, you know, because it was sort of inevitable that it was coming yeah. around. And uh, I was the first guy in. So whoever the first guy in is obviously the expert, as you know. Adam. Right. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so I, after that, I just, uh, you know, started doing production sound and, and I was still doing, you know, work with uh, Mike uh, doing producing stuff. And, and that's really, as far as a sound guy, you know, it's really a confidence game, you know, and it just takes time to build up a reputation where people trust you because, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people, there's a lot of people that don't understand sound. They don't know anything about it. They just want it to be right, you yep. know. And, and a lot of times it's, uh, you know, people just refer you. It doesn't matter how splashy you advertise or anything like that. You know, they, they don't want to deal with it. They just want somebody that's going to do a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. so be so, a solid rock. Well, and yeah, yeah and I think there's, there's the, the things that I'll hear about you in the field are the things that, 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 that the, the reasons why, right? The reasons why people want you around is, is I've heard stories about you not letting things slide about saying, no, 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 this is wrong, this needs to be fixed, where others might sit back and go, oh, let's just let this happen and hope that it fixed. But but Jeff is one that I've heard stories that he'll stand up just to make sure that, that it's, it's a fine still, line, it brother. Is. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 but, <laughs> but, but like, I'll get that. Then there's a, there's a couple folks that, um, a couple agency folks that, that we work with um, that that like you and hire you, and it's and it's for that reason. They're like, well, mm-hmm. you know, that wouldn't that wouldn't slide when you sure. you're like right on. So, like, so that's good. I've heard film. I've heard commercial. What type of work for the listeners? You know, what type of work are you doing? What type of you know when it comes to sound? Are you what worlds are you living in? Well, I I, I started uh, you know just doing uh, commercials and documentaries. I did a lot of news actually. I did a lot of uh, uh, national news and you know the, uh, news magazine shows, sixty minutes, and uh, and that was. That was invaluable, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of documentary and um, experience. Uh, did a, there's been a lot of, in this area, I don't know why, but there's a lot of people who specialize in museum uh, films for museums, hmm. um, which I know Roger was involved with the yep. Kentucky Derby Museum and stuff like that. Yep. And uh, had a really, I have a really great client in uh, Louisville who does a lot of those. And, and those kind of took me around the world. And, and they were, you know, documentary in nature, but had, you know, decent budgets and um, and uh, and then you know always did always liked long form but you know there there wasn't a lot of it around here. Uh, uh, we would you know I would do you know any kind of student film or any kind of long form that I could you know to get started just because I really liked that media and and then lately with our tax incentive of course we've had a lot more projects uh, you know long form yeah. projects in the area so and that's what I I really I enjoy doing that a lot that's. Yeah. So on that, so I've heard people, especially when it's in a market like Cincinnati, where you've got, you know, it's 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 kind of got a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got commercial stuff that's going to happen for a day or two, um, but then you're going to have a long form that that eats you up for a month. 
And then, so to say yes to a long form means there's a possibility of saying no to multiple other mm-hmm. clients who have been your, your bread and butter for a while. How do you strike the balance? Yeah, that's a good question. As a freelancer. That's, to, that's to, tough, man. I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys, uh, a lot of freelance technicians that, you know, they have to make that choice. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's all, it's, it's okay when, when you've got consistent long form projects, but we had a period uh, not long ago where things dried up for like six, seven months, and yeah. it was really, really hard on guys. So, yeah, yeah it's a decision you really got to make because, and even in the commercial world, I mean, they just look at the last call sheet a lot of times, you know, yeah. the producers, and they just, you know, dial up everybody on the last call sheet. So you fall off of that call sheet, there's a good chance, you know, you're going to really struggle to get back on it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a choice. What, what are some, so you've been doing this how many years? Uh, about 32. Okay, so 32 years deep. You got some guys listening to this show who are just getting in the game. Mm-hmm. They're they're just now saying, you know, hey, well, let me find out about this new time code, right? Just kind of like you uh, you did. So, what are your what are your some of the takeaways that you have? Some things you would give to them? Some nuggets of truth, so to speak, the 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 wisdom. Um, and to hey, if you're going to try to get into this industry and and into the sound side of things, here's a couple things that you know I wish I'd had known early on. Yeah, I guess you know. I mean, it's a gear-driven you know craft, you know, because you're you're really you know you got to you got to buy gear to do it. Uh, same as camera. And I would just say that um, there's a lot of there's a lot so much more gear now than there was when I started. You know, I mean, there when I started there was a Nagra. There was like maybe three different kinds of mic you could buy. There was almost no wireless that you could buy. And now you know you you got a lot of choices. I would just say that. Buy the best gear that you can afford, you know, the best, but certainly the best microphones, because it's never going to get any better than that. You know, if you've got a, if you've got a cheap, crummy mic, it's no matter what you do, the sound's never going to get any better than that. That's the first thing. And, and, you know, speaking to that, I mean, it's a good investment, you know, unlike camera equipment where, uh, you know, two years later, it could be obsolete. You know, uh, uh, I've got microphones that I've been using for 30 years, you know, and, and a lot of them have gone up in value. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. some of them sound better. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they yeah, get, definitely. You yeah. get a patina <laughs> yeah. over time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, 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 if I made a mistake, you know, when I first started, I did buy some, you know, I didn't really know what to buy. You know, I just, I just, you know, bought what I could. And, um, and that was a mistake because, you know, I ended up losing money on the gear and, and, you know, and it didn't sound very good. So yeah. that's number one. I mean, if, if you can, Rather than buy, you know, three mics, buy two good ones, you know, yeah. and um, and you'll never be sorry that you did. Um, you know, and, in t- you know, I guess the other thing would be just in terms of my approach, um, you know, always try to get the best sound that you can. You know, there's there's a lot of things that, you know, that, that seem like they're a problem or, uh, you know, sort of a pain on set, but believe me by the time it gets to adam you know he'll be so happy that you that you dealt with it because it's just going to sound better even now we have yeah. these great tools uh like isotope uh it's still yeah, it's so. it's never going to get better than if you can fix the problem yeah. you know on location yeah if it's not there that's i mean that's the thing about about anything in post if it's not there you're not going to make it from scratch you know so if it wasn't captured if the whole thing's not there even with like the russell and all that stuff if the signal's being masked by a really loud sound all right that's being masked we can remove the mask but if it's just not captured it's just gone like it doesn't exist yeah. it's you're not you're not trying to find something it just never existed in the first place so you know so yeah it needs to be 
you know, getting it right at the microphone, even in music when it's like, well, you know, if you're tracking a band before you roll, you're like, oh, maybe I should add some EQ to this guitar. No, move the microphone. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad move you said that the because, the, you know, the key to getting great sound is the right mic in the right spot, yeah. period. Yep, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, for lavaliers, uh, you know, it's, it's getting it in the center of the chest, period. It's never, never going to sound better if you get it right on the solar plexus of the chest. Anything else is a compromise and you have to yeah. compromise sometimes, yeah. Yeah. but, but that, that's the best place for it. And the same with boom mics, you know, and sometimes it's counterintuitive, you know, uh, depending on the acoustics of a room where, uh, a, you'll get, you'll get a track where the boom is not directly overhead pointing at their lips, you know? And, uh, especially when you get into, some people have funny voices, you know, and, uh, it, it's weird how an off axis placement, a slightly off axis placement will really dig down and, and get the voice a lot better than what you would, you know, visually say, you know, this is the best placement for the mic. Yeah, so yeah. don't well, be afraid to move it around. And use your ears. I mean, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's the, the huge thing. Use your ears and, and, and know what you're looking for. I mean, that's, and that's comes with experience, right? I mean, especially listening. I'm sure that, you know, that, that you can think back to when you were, when you were brand new to things and, you know, you're just going by what you think is right versus what you're listening to. And yeah. once you learn to trust the fact that what you're hearing is true, then and that happens with me in music mixing. It happens with me and 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 working in post that like that there's no there's no mystery about what I'm hearing. It's like there's no mystery in what you're seeing. But for some reason, I think with some, some folks, it takes a little bit of time to understand this is the truth. Like what I'm hearing yeah. is real sure. and, and I need to trust that and yeah. trust that instinct. And it's cause that's not one of those senses that you directly relate to, to something else. So I think that's a divide and, or an experience thing that people get over that, that audio guys get right. That it's yeah. like, Oh wait, hang on. Oh yeah, that's, that's it. And, and sometimes it's one of those, I couldn't explain why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, right. Exactly. But this yeah. is totally working. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, you're dead on. I also think that, you know, when you're working on bigger projects, uh, you know, you sort of have to pick your battles. You know, you can't you can't take everybody to the mat over every little, you know, because, I mean, there's, you know, however many people, if there's more than one, there might be five guys working on a project, you know, and, and everybody's, you know, really concentrating on the picture. You know, I mean, yeah. that's really what it's all about here because they know that you can go back and replace dialogue or fix dialogue, you yeah. know. It's much, much more difficult to reshoot something or, or to go back and picture. So, I mean, you, and you have to be aware of that. You, know, you have to be sympathetic to that, that, um, you know, you can't, you can't get everything that you want, but you should be aware of everything. And anything, there's a lot of simple things you can do, and especially in pre-production, you know. Uh, go out and look at a location. You know, that's, that's number one, man. If you can... Um, if you can get out to a location, if you're going to be shooting a project or have your sound guy go out to the location, that is so important because, you know, it, it, there's a lot of simple fixes, you know, that you can do just by a phone call to somebody to turn off some offensive machine or something like that. Uh, um, but when you're, you try to address all those problems on the day, it just becomes a low priority. Yeah. But if you can get them up, you know, early, then you can fix it. Or if the acoustics are particularly bad, you know, you can talk to, you know, talk to the DP or whatever and say, well, what if we just, you know, if we shot it over on this side of the room instead of this side of the room, you know, if it doesn't make any difference to you, it'd make a big difference to me, you know, and a lot of times you get a lot of cooperation and they appreciate that because it's not something they want to deal with on the day. Yeah. Great. Nice. This is great yeah. stuff. Thinking ahead See? of time. Look at that. You know, buy buy good gear, buy it buy it right the first time. 
The fundamentals. Um, fundamentals. That we all know, yet we walk yeah, away I feel from like I'm, so often. I'm sitting, I am like <laughs> sitting in between these two worlds. It's amazing. It's an right audio now. sandwich right now. I've got posts to my left. But well, let me ask you, to my you right. Adam, what, what, I mean, what are things that you want to say to location sound guys? You know, because I'll tell yeah. you, there is such a disconnect between post sound and location sound. Oh, it's it's because the because you know, how many times have I gotten to work on your stuff and like the only time I see you is when I rent a microphone to do like ADR for something here where it's like, what, which by the way another great one. So for miles ahead, the Don Cheadle mm, film yeah. about Miles Davis, uh, we did the ADR here, and so I call up Jeff. I'm like, hey, you know, we've got some ADR for miles ahead coming in, um, and Jeff had done the sound for it, and he's like, oh, that scene we used this mic. And this one, and this, and th- and he brought like every microphone they used on all these different shoots, and so it was really wonderful. We're doing ADR, and he's behind me going, "That was probably about ten feet off with the chefs." It's like so we had this array of boom mics, just dialing in on 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 every particular sound and every scene, yeah. and how was so it was really awesome. And and what was really cool is connectivity wise on that one, we were we even like we were, I think we were source connected to the 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 post production house in New York, and then screen sharing with Don Cheadle like via like Skype or, yeah. or Google Chat, so he could be watching the ADR session live on his iPad. Well, I, I just picture him like cellular iPad, like watching an ADR session, like walking down the street <laughs> with headphones on in New York. Yeah. Um, but but that's yeah. But but you hit one thing right on the gain thing, right? Um, keep knowing that that this whole thing was at one gain and all I have to deal with pro- is proximity of talent. That's a huge deal because yeah. then like it puts you at ease to know that like, Oh, this is my noise floor. Like then if I have an issue with it, I can deal with it globally. That's huge. Right. Cause if it changes, um, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's big. But that being said, it's, it happens, you know, sometimes things happen, you have to fix it. Um, and then the, the other one is just knowing it's, and it's sometimes it's not from the guy in the field. Sometimes it comes from the edit when you get the OMF of the whole session and like the boom is all over the place, the lobs have been moved and you have to like listen and find it just by listening to what it is and reorganize the whole edit. Oh, it's so it's painful. Um, those are the two things. Other than that, it's, you just react to what you're, you've been given. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it definitely, so. it sounds to me like, you know, this industry, like all industries is, you know, there's two sides to the coin and it's about mutual respect. It's yeah. about understanding you know, the challenges of the field. It's about understanding the challenges of dealing with something after the fact. As a filmmaker, as a director, it's for me, you know, I love both of it because I know that I can trust, you know, you in the field to make sure it gets done right. And I don't have to worry about it. I can worry about story and picture. But I also have comfort knowing that if a truck drives by, if something happens, that, that that's not the last resort. I've got, you know, the studio side they can help clean things up with great plugins like Isotope. And at the end of the day, everybody wants what, what I think you get from that result, which is a great production with great sound and uh, something that people are really proud of. Tells so, a story. Drives so, emotion. Yeah. No, it's great, man. Yeah, this man. has been a great show. Yeah. And, and and thanks so much, Jeff, for uh, J, J, J Ma- or G Max uh, for coming <laughs> on uh, on the show. And we'd love to have you back, man. My pleasure. So you're, My you pleasure. have an open invitation. Uh Maybe we'll get. Uh, well, I know there's a group of you guys here locally that if we got the right mix of uh, sound and AC and picture, you got. We'll just turn on the mics and leave, and just let <laughs> you guys start telling war stories from those sort of things. So we'd love to have you back, Adam. Uh, we got a couple things that are coming up uh, in the future. We got a uh, we got an Instagram micro filmmaker. 
Ooh, a micro filmmaker is going to be. I don't know what that means. A micro filmmaker is going to be on the show. So I guess he tall. makes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm this tall. I make two hours. I guess feature. he makes 15 second films. Um, we got our friends over at Leap Agency are going to be on the show, and then guess what's coming up? Mm. Our 100th episode. What? We mm. just celebrated our two year uh, podcast anniversary down at Buffalo Trace, uh, but we are approaching our 100th episode. Isn't that crazy? That's, That's, I mean, like it's a podcast a week. Sounds like a hundred bottles of bourbon. Right? 100, yeah, a <laughs> hundred bottles of bourbon. Right. Yeah, good lord. So a lot right. of fun things coming yeah. up. Um, oh, like, by the way, I used dialogue isolate on the Buffalo Trace <laughs> nice. um, episode. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, thanks again, guys, for listening. As always, it's a lot of fun to, to do this every week and bring you a, a host of characters and, and really cool things. Don't forget about that giveaway once again. Go to uh, all your social media outlets, hashtag FDB giveaway. Use the tag at uh, FDB podcast and at Isotope INC. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E-I-N-C. And as always, uh, sit back, relax, turn on the podcast. We got uh, close to 100 episodes. Pour you a glass of bourbon. And cheers, mates. Cheers. Keep making Cheers, films. Jeff. Cheers, cheers, Jeff. Thanks for coming. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.